0: Welcome to a football show Thursday Edition. His name is Zach. my name is Braden. Welcome in. If you got some comments, if you got some questions if you got some thoughts about the Titan Stadium about Colts Titans rematch part two after just one game in between uh, for the t- for the Titans uh, two and two games in, in three tries here for the for the Titans. We'll take your questions. We got SEC Week number eight coming up as well, so a lot of stuff to do today on the show. Zach, how are you, sir?
1: Doing great. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I got a little Halloween decorations behind me. He's lost goals, so uh, we're ready to rock and roll.
0: As my four year old would say, and I went to Jason Isbell on Tuesday night. Uh, it's Decoration Day, baby. It's Decoration Day. Oh, there you Day. go. Uh, we got we've got the sp- We've had the spider webs up uh outside the house and we've got some zombies and some skeletons and all kinds of fun stuff outside i am not a decorator at all for any holiday for any holidays i'm not really a big fan but for some reason halloween i've, I've like turned into a like one of these weird over decorators now because uh my kids love it and so 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 on and so forth so uh, halloween's not my favorite holiday <laughs> i don't know why but there you go uh welcome to the show if you got any questions again turn on the notifications. All kinds of good stuff today on the program. Are there going to be any changes? Because, again, the Colts-Titans just played a couple of weeks ago. We'll talk about that. We'll talk a lot about the new stadium and, again, SEC week number eight. Um, Before we do, Zach, where can the good people find you and all your great work?
1: Wherever you get your podcast is where you'll find football and other F-words. Then you can also go to Broadway Sports Media's YouTube page, turn all notifications on for that, and you can watch – football, and other F-words, if you are so inclined to do so. Not only that, you can go to broadwaysportsmedia.com, and you can see all my written work. You can see Mike Herndon's video work, his little film breakdowns that he does. Those are done every Thursday afternoon, Friday. I can't remember when it is. (laughs) Then there's also Music City Audible, all that kind of stuff as well. All kinds of great podcasts over at Broadway Sports Media. Don't forget about the podcasts over at 440 Sports. So go to the YouTube for 440 Sports. Lame Stream Media this week has who? (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's been it's been like we've been doing this show since april and i'm not sure you've ever said the name of the show correctly <laughs> lame stream what's wrong La- with that Lames, it is just i i've kind of turned it into shorthand lame stream sports is the podcast so if you're searching for oh, is podcast, that lame
1: stream media
0: lame stream sports is the podcast oh, i always
1: thought it was lame stream media
0: <laughs> well you know it, it makes is obvi- more
1: sense because i thought that's what the phrase was about
0: technically you are correct that it is a play <laughs> off of mainstream media but but lame- you're not using media it's lamestream sports because we're talking about sports so anyway nate Rao, our guest of course he's been making the rounds but every single other interview is dog shit compared to this one uh, i guarantee you nobody Whoa. asked nobody asked the questions that we asked with the minutiae and the detail that we asked him. We got about an hour of his time. He's always very gracious with us. Uh, so Nate Rao coming out on LameStream Sports. So if you want exactly- to know exactly. clear,
1: not every interview that you've done on LameStream Sports is crap. Every interview that Nate has done
0: oh, yeah. is crap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, some would argue me a back. Me a back
0: some would argue that we've failed miserably yes. on occasion uh but no lamestream sports every friday wherever you get your podcast is about national sports media and business is hosted by myself and steve cavendish of the national banner uh again nate Rao has done a bunch of garbage interviews this week not his part he was great yes. but nobody really understands and he actually we actually talk about this in the interview that nobody sort of really, truly understands the details of the new Titan stadium deal the way he does and the way it actually works with Metropolitics, the way it works with the state politics, legislative office. And there's just so much there. We're not going to talk a lot about it today, but if you want to know a lot more, please go check that out. Coming out on Friday, a lot of really good stuff from Nate. He is a fantastic reporter. He has covered four different mayors in the city of Nashville. So there's nobody better, but like, I'll be very honest. As a Sports Talk radio host, I can say this. Sports Talk Radio is not the best place to talk about a new Titan Stadium deal. (laughs) so um, But podcasts are. So again, tomorrow. Okay. All that being said, of course, lots of stuff on the show today. Make sure you check out all of our amazing sponsors right up there. The Pharmacy, of course, Beer Garden and Burger Parlor over there in East Nashville. Another gorgeous day on Thursday heading into the uh, great football weekend. So if you want to place to take the kids less than 50 bucks. They got a kid's menu. You could probably get out of there for like 50 bucks or so after a nice hefty tip, of course, for your great server. Uh, but best burgers, tots, bratwurst beers you're going to get in the city. So make sure you go check out the pharmacy over there in East Nashville. Uh, if you're looking to build a $2 billion stadium, maybe call the Kingston group, buildkg.com, Maybe have yeah. them do some help with the design, because I think that's the biggest problem. I think the biggest concern I have as a resident who drives past this building all the time I want it to look good. <laughs> I, I want it to look like our city. I want it to look fun. And you know what? The Kingston Group are great people to make your house uh, or any project look good. Kingston Group, BuildKG.com, Nashville's locally owned custom home and mod- remodeling firm. And, of course, Weiss Liquors. Uber Eats. Search Weiss Liquors. Have the booze delivered right to your house in as quickly as 20 minutes. Zach?
1: They drive so you could drink.
0: I think that was our best one.
1: You think so? Well, I feel like I've... we've done a couple more that were a little bit better.
0: I have failed on the setup on a few occasions. Um, you've maybe missed like once, but mostly it's been my problem. I think that was the best one together as a team. That was the okay. best play action in breaking route that we've run the entire time. Go check out Weisslickers, Lickers, of course. And we're going to talk a lot about play action and in breaking routes today on the show. So let's get right to it. Titans and Colts. Now, I cannot believe this. I cannot believe this. The t- The Colts will have played... Their fifth divisional game.
1: <laughs> yeah, only one left. And That's it's all like, the way at the end of the year.
0: That is the most bizarre scheduling quirk that I've ever seen. And it means that if the Titans win, the Colts will be 1-3-1 and one in the division. If the Titans lose, the Colts are 2-2-1 two, two, and one in the division. And it does really, I mean, I'm kind of upset it's not later in the year, but it does really decide a lot of things in this division. So what is going to be different? Sorry, I messed up what, here. Where are we going? What is going to be different? There <laughs> we go. What is going to be different in part two than will be in part number one, which, again, happened just one game ago for the Tennessee Titans?
1: Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Great analysis, I know. And I know that's exactly where you wanted to go with it. What a buildup for that. In all honesty, the Titans don't change anything. They never change anything. So I'd be very surprised if anything really, truly changes. I, I think that something should change. And I think that's what we're going to get into. But if you're asking me to, to put odds or bet money on the Titans changing the things that I tell them to change, that we both agree that they should change, they'll absolutely not do that because they hate listening to us, even though they were always correct.
0: Well, you are always correct. I am frequently incorrect, occasionally correct. So before we get to the specifics of what you actually want to see them change, let's quickly rehash what happened. Of course, the reason, remember, the Titans get out to a big lead. Obviously, on the back of sacking and pressuring Matt Ryan, forcing three turnovers, he does throw for a billion yards in the second half. The Titans make no adjustments. Uh, this is their drive chart from the second half: three punts, negative six yard, or three plays, negative six yards, punt. Three plays, three yards, punt. Three plays, eight yards, punt. Five plays, thirteen yards, punt. Then they they go into the four minute offense and get a first down <laughs> on the final drive, and that actually seals the deal with the, the play action there to Chickaconquo out in the flats. Uh, Derrick Henry is a big part of all those drives, did not Mm -hmm. establish much of anything. Matt Ryan threw for a billion yards, but it's because they were behind. So uh, uh, of those things, the key issues here, it doesn't, to your point, it doesn't feel like the Colts are going to sling it around and they got to try to protect Matt Ryan. The the Titans are going to want to try to run the ball with Derrick Henry, which they did well in the first half against the Colts. It doesn't, this isn't rocket science this week. It's whichever one of those two things works the best, right?
1: Right. I mean, I look at it this way. You don't want Matt Ryan throwing for 50-plus times a game. That's not a formula to win. And I know that the that last week, that's all they really had versus the Jaguars was because Jonathan Taylor was gone, Naheem Hines was gone. That's all they really had. But at the end of the day, the Colts and the Titans are kind of built similarly. You're not going to win really consistently with your quarterback throwing as much as they did, because your bread and butter is the run game. And so really, I'm kind of hoping that Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines are both healthy, well, healthy-ish. So I hope that they're both available and playing, because I want to shut that down, and I want them to throw it with Matt Ryan, because ultimately the Jaguars, for whatever reason, changed everything they did from their (laughs) first meeting, when they throttled the Colts. And the Titans have now swept the Colts last year, split the series before that, the year before. Mike Vrabel has a good pulse on how to beat Frank Reich; he has the game plan. There should be some minor personnel changes, and obviously, we'll get into that. But ultimately, you you want you dare them to throw the ball on you, and you just hope that Caleb Farley's not out there for any considerable <laughs> time.
0: So here's the question about Matt Ryan and the Colts. So they had obviously last week against Jacksonville, they sort of forced themselves into a certain type of game plan that 58 passing attempts for Matt Ryan, but the key there no turnovers and no sacks. That's the difference, right? When he's massive a difference
1: compared to what their first outing was.
0: And for the Titans as well, they got pressure and they got turnovers and that was sort of how they built their 24 point lead. So what is it that was different last week in your opinion for the Colts in like, I know they threw the ball to Pittman a ton, a lot of crossing routes, a lot of short, under 10-yard completions for Matt Ryan, but they protected him. They didn't have Taylor or Hines, as you alluded to. So what is it that the Colts did differently? And do you think there's anything to be learned from that against Jacksonville last week for Titans fans this week?
1: Well, I, I think they used a lot of crossing routes in, on the offense, and that seemed to give the Jaguars fits, which is good news for Titans fans because that's all <laughs> that the Titans like to run too. So I, I don't under really understand why the Jaguars couldn't get pressure because they didn't do anything drastically different. I get that they put Dennis Kelly out there, and oh my God, oh, Dennis Kelly went out there, and there's no pressures, blah, 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 blah. And ultimately, it was Trayvon Walker is just not as good as what everybody wanted to say he was after he got that one sack. Woo! Shocking. That one sack. Man, that had the nerds of all a flutter on Twitter. I mean, mean, they were the.
0: You mean the fifth best Georgia defensive player that yeah. was drafted in the first Natalie, round is not as good as people he think.
1: He's only had 18 pressure since that one sack. Like it's a total, totally ridiculous for your number one overall pick. That's not good. doesn't mean that he can't get better or anything, but for your number one overall pick, that's not good. Especially when Aiden Hutchinson and these other guys are, are putting pressure on a little bit more. Anyway, ultimately the Jaguars just cracked their pants. I mean, right. I mean, yeah, the Colts did what they had to do to win. But ultimately, the Jaguars just ended up letting this game go by them when they shouldn't have. And to me, that is, that's the problem with this whole thing is that everybody's kind of expecting that the, the Colts are back. But really, the Jaguars should have won this game. And that just goes to show you, the Jaguars just weren't as good as what everybody thought they were, including myself yeah, at the beginning yeah. of the year.
0: Ah, uh, 243 yards rushing allowed by the Colts last week. That's a big number. That now you got to
1: remember. I think the one one of those plays was a 60 yarder yep. from Jermichael Hasty.
0: Yeah, uh, as as is tradition. Yes. Uh, um, no. So uh, yeah, they they got a big chunk yard, but that's still like 150, 180, 90 yards rushing. That that's uncharacteristic for the Colts. I think what's fascinating about Matt Ryan, and you and I will always disagree on Michael Pittman. I think Michael Pittman's a really good player, but.
1: I I don't think he's not a good player. I don't think he's fucking Larry Fitzgerald. That's fair. (laughs) Like, like I don't think he's a top 10 elite wide receiver. He may be like top 20, 24, but I don't think he's an elite top 10 wide receiver.
0: He, he is, um, he's on pace for 130 receptions, uh, over 1400 yards. He's a nice weapon that I want to see. We'll get to this. I want to see Christian Fulton on most of the game. Um, but what I think is interesting about Matt Ryan and, and, I was saying that to then give you credit for sort of, you know, how you've viewed Matt Ryan through almost all of this, which is that he's just, you know, trash. What's fascinating about him is that he's like he's there's no middle ground with him, right? Like he is either elite in the final minute and a half because he's got protection and because they're throwing really really quick short passes and they're down and they're trailing and they have to do that and the game flow dictates that, and then they're great and he's got three game winning drives and they scored. I think Vrabel pointed this out three times in the final 30 seconds of games which is impressive and then like the other 58 minutes are just complete garbage because he just can't do anything without any like it's his good and bad is so much further apart whereas ryan Tannehill, for example feels like his good and bad is real close together like it doesn't feel like he's got these wild swings i don't think he's an elite player but i don't think he's bad at all so i think he's kind of right where he is whereas with ryan it's this these massive swings of, of good versus bad and 58 dropbacks with no sacks and all of a sudden they win a game like okay that's good Matt Ryan but I, the rest of it the way the Titans made him look in the first half a couple of weeks ago was atrocious it was terrible
1: well Mike Vrabel said it best in his press conference on Monday which we, we talked about a little bit on Monday on the football show and we talked about that thing about it on football or the airports Matt Ryan's he wasn't specifically saying Matt Ryan, but quarterbacks are really great when they don't have any pressure. And <laughs> guess what? Quarterbacks are bad when they do have pressure. And and it's as simple as simple can get. And that is a perfect descriptor of Matt Ryan. And that's where the Jaguars failed in trying to not. I don't I don't know their blitz percentage per specifically on that week, but we know that Titans technically don't blitz a lot. They can get by with just sending four. But Dupree is back. Amani Hooker is going to be back on the back end. Ugo Amadi looks to be back, which also helps you know, keep Caleb Farley off the field, which gives uh, puts a better player in, out there on the field, which allows your pass rush to get to the quarterback. I kind of feel that you'll see essentially the same kind of Fired up, Titans defense, defensive line that played against the Colts will be back. They are they are there on a mission. And what's interesting about this is that the defense performs generally well coming out of the bye. First off, games with nine plus days and so bye week yep. games typically. Yep. Mike Vrabel is eight and zero. But what's even crazier is that on a, they outscore opponents on average thirty to eleven. So that means that the Titans' defense is comes out pretty hot and heavy. And Je- Jeffrey Simmons Ooh. said it today in the in the locker room. He essentially said the reason I think we do so well is that first day of practice back. It is basically we're fired up, we're ready to go, and this past Monday was yep. our best practice of the year so far. I but well, see about the offense? Because that's the question mark, right? The question <laughs> yeah. mark is the offense.
0: I always love it when uh, like. Closed door meetings, player only meetings, best practice of the year. Like I love all those phrases from football players. Like first of all, is anyone ever like, what do, what is an open door meeting? Like what does that even even look like? Um, but like our best practice, everybody always said, oh, we had our best practice, we had our best practice, and I get it. Like to recharge from being around Vrabel, from being around the NFL, they have to they have to take what mandatory four days off, right? Like Thursday to yeah. Sunday. And then they're back, and I, I can totally get it. Like Vrabel, and it's not just bye weeks, but if you go back, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but if I think you look he's at, only
1: lost one on extended and uh, any right. kind of extended time.
0: Coming off a Thursday night or going into a Monday night, they're always a little bit better when he just has that one extra day to prepare. They're always better, and I, they should feast because again, they're they're going to be they're going to be healthier, hopefully this weekend than they have been in a couple of games. So, but Dupree seems to be back. It looks like hookers tracking like all these, there's good news here. I guess Ola Denny going on IRs is, is newsworthy, um, but it means they're not concerned about their pass rush at all in this game. So right. uh, the defense should, should absolutely be as good as it was in the first half. If Matt Ryan slings it around because they're trailing 24 to three, those are wasted numbers. Like I don't, that's not valuable statistical they're production. Time. They're, they're yeah.
1: specifically called garbage time stats. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's just uh, right there stat padding. I mean yeah. that's what they people called Matt Matt Stafford for uh the longest time stat padford because oh, all of his right. stats were coming from behind
0: stat padford. Uh and then uh, but of course if you do nothing on offense coming out of halftime the way the Titans did in the last game and the way they've struggled all season uh if you do nothing coming out of halftime that's when those garbage stats all of a sudden turn into valuable numbers and you all of a sudden bring the other team back into the game. And again, Matt Ryan with pressure and turning the ball over, very, very beatable. Matt Ryan, when he doesn't have pressure and is in the final couple of minutes, has been very good. So it's, again, it was good last week against Jacksonville. I expect him to throw it a lot this time too. It looks like Hines and Taylor could both be back, as you alluded to. Are they fully healthy? No. There's no chance they could be fully healthy. Um, but I do think this matchup, like – to me, I actually, I don't know. Tell me what you think. I would, as a fan, objectively, I would much rather have this game at the end of the year because it just would build up, and it would all of a sudden be a maybe a winner-take-all type of deal. I think it helps the Titans that it's a week, uh, two weeks after the game. I think it helps the Titans that they didn't play well in the second half, barely got the win, and now they get to face him again. I think it I, helps.
1: Them. I think it helps that it this game is early in the year and it's coming after the bye week. I, I think that's actually what helps. I'd be a little bit more concerned, let's say, if there wasn't a bye week, but the Titans actually played a game. I may even be more concerned if the Colts were on a, had a bye week before they came into this game, but they, they haven't had one. Titans had the first bye week of the year, and I look at it this way. I am going to be interested to see what this offense does because Todd Downing today on Thursday – did his press conference, and he said that they looked <laughs> inward, did their self scouting, and they saw what plays they probably should have called more, what plays they probably can't be calling anymore, and got you know dove deep into teaching technique and stuff. So I'm so interested to see, yeah, what Todd yep. Downing when he looks back at these games, what place he thought they needed more of, and what <laughs> plays he thought he doesn't need.
0: How much money would you spend? To be in that meeting room where he's like, these are the 10 I shouldn't have called.
1: Yeah. Oh, I I would <laughs> I would I would let them keep the dollhouses in the new stadium if I could be in the <laughs> offensive meeting rooms just for Todd Downing to see what he says.
0: That's some selfish shit. Let's not go crazy. Like we gotta get rid of those <laughs> things. Uh, we'll talk about the new stadium coming up in just a minute, of course. Uh, brought to you by Kingston Group. They're gonna talk, we're gonna talk all about the construction process. Uh, Kingston Group, buildkg.com, of course, is the website, Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm. So it sounds like you are anticipating yet a fifth consecutive Victory Monday, which we will be live at the Pharmacy. Of course, Burger Parlor and Beer Garden over there on McFerrin Avenue in East Nashville. Our wonderful and amazing sponsor, the Pharmacy, great brats, tots and burgers and a wonderful place to go sit and have a very relaxing beer and burger, especially on a Victory Monday. We're, We're going for five here, Zach. We're shooting for a fifth consecutive unprecedented Fifth consecutive victory Monday on the show.
1: Are are you counting the bye week in that? Yeah, Oh oh, Uh, Well, I guess you...
0: How about this? I think you won because you were so respectful of Tennessee's performance against your team, Alabama. I think you're one of the few, because I'm... uh, This is a true story. I have a family member who was uh, slapped by Jermaine Burton. (laughs) Oh, jeez. And she's kind of out there floating around uh, and, and the stories. And the Alabama fans are not treating her particularly well. Yeah, like as as expected on the internet, it's a it's a terrible place for fans to to talk about things like I don't know an altercation with a woman. Um, but I think you've done a very I thought you were a great job uh, as an Alabama fan. You were very you're very grounded. I think you I think some people even complimented you for that. I I agree with them. I did get some compliments as you did. Yeah, you, you take and because you take. There's them,
1: nothing there's nothing more that I need than uh, more compliments.
0: And you take them quite well, very gracefully, yes. of course. Um. Uh, so it was a victory Monday for Tennessee right. University of, gotcha. so I'm counting I, it as a I'm counting it as a victory Monday.
1: Listen, if the Titans got to sweep the Colts because you, if you come out the bye week, first off you have everything you have everything going for you, right? You're coming out of the bye week, you know that Cody Hollister throwing him deep routes or throwing him out there for blocking, you know those plays don't work. You know certain things supposedly are out of the playbook, and you're gonna go to maybe some more chig and you probably going to target Robert Woods more, probably going to get Kyle Phillips involved more because he's a little bit healthier. We don't talk about that enough. He's now a little bit healthier and
0: returning punts.
1: And you got Ugo Amadi back, Bud Dupree back, Amani Hooker back. You got the guys that you need that are, were desperately missed, even though they went on a big winning streak they were desperately missed in the second half of games. Those three guys were, were were missed. So you're getting all these guys back. And really, because of the bye week, they should be 100% healthy guys. And when you look at the Colts, even if they get Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines back, they're not going to be 100% healthy. It's just it's not going to happen. So all this to say... You're limiting Caleb Farley snaps, right? Because now Ugo Amadi's back, so there's really no reason that Caleb Farley should see the field. And, I, and props, I, I love what he said to Kayla Anderson in the locker room yesterday on on Wednesday. But see you next year, Caleb. <laughs> like, to like, see you next year. Well, we'll,
0: we'll, we'll worry <laughs> well, tell, about. Tell you everybody, later. tell everybody what he said. Well, he said,
1: you know, Paraphrase. you know, went, ba- essentially this happened to me in college and when i put it all together you guys are going to forget all about the first few few weeks of this year that's yeah, not underdog i'm not i'm not, I'm, I'm not.
0: no no but it's not, but that's not underdog mentality though that no, that's
1: no he's he's never not had confidence this idea that he's never he's losing confidence obviously those people that aren't paying attention cuz he said words earlier in the year too after the buffalo game he's done all this stuff so yeah. like i've never thought he's hasn't had confidence i just think that there's a disconnect when the lights show up and a, there's not that big of a disconnect between what's happening in practice and when the lights show up because the tights are talking about. It. So he's got to put it together. Can't do it this week. You, maybe during a, maybe the, we'll see him in the Dallas game or something. He'll come out there and he'll be all good and chipper and all this stuff, but you, you can't put him out there in the Colts game, put him out in the Texans game or something, but T- like a game you know that you're probably going to win.
0: Texans is a good one. Yeah.
1: But we, we can't be, you know, putting the training wheels on him at this point and letting him go out there if I'm the Titans. Like, yeah, you gotta, that's you gotta that's my it. mentality. Yeah, anyway, anyway, all this to say that the Titans should sweep the Colts. So and what this means is that the Colts are effectively dead. And not only that, and props to Jim Merce for... I guess having a moment of clarity. I guess he was sober during when he said this. But props to him wow. for going again for going against Dan Snyder and saying that Dan Snyder needs to get his ass out of the, the NFL and I agree. And I think more I think I think if you asked Amy adams Strunk, she would agree. I think everybody for whatever reason, other than Jerry Jones, I think is typically probably gonna agree. I, but all this I, to
0: say I, I, I want to talk about that in just a minute though. Yeah. So
1: but all that to say. Get his ass, Dan Snyder's ass out of there. But you know what's going to happen? What did Jim Ursay say all offseason leading up to the last Titans game? I fucking hate losing to the Titans. We (laughs) cannot get swept by the Titans. We have to beat the Titans. And if you go 0-2, oh, Jim Ursay. Man, he's gonna be sno- There's not enough cocaine in the world to keep oh, him from God, firing. Oh, God, dude, right. with,
0: the, with the addiction jokes. This is a man battling demons. Come on, yeah, he's now. Not, he
1: doesn't. He's not battling them. He's he's embraced them. Okay. He, right. When when he goes to rehab, then I'll show him some sympathy.
0: Well, hasn't he... I mean, he's been on and off the opioid battle for a long time, so that's a pretty oh, serious... I, I don't
1: think he's ever been off of it.
0: Per, maybe you're right, but that's a pretty... I mean, listen, you can hate the cults and root for a human being to not, like drug themselves into a coma you know what i mean like also and and i wasn't going to talk about this right now but i do think amy adams Strunk, of all the people of of the of the 32 i think she has earned the right and has almost the most to say in this particular situation about dan snyder like as a as a woman she has the a, a, a pretty big platform she also has a lot of capital in this city right now as one of the most popular people in our state and our city I'd like to hear her say something. I understand the, the politics of the ownership group and the votes and how difficult it is. And that most everybody in the NFL agrees with what Jim Mercer is saying, but they don't do it publicly, which to me is soft. And so I want to see, like, I get it. You don't want to set precedent by voting people out just on a whim. And because one, you're mean, one of the owners, point,
1: too. like it's not a whim, right? Like that's the thing. I, no, I agree, agree. I agree. This whole, this whole thing, this Deshaun Watson thing, the Dan Snyder thing. If you, if you want to make statements in NFL, Here's your chance. You get rid of Dan Snyder, you get rid of Deshaun Watson, and you've made two profound statements that we aren't going to put yeah, up with yeah. how our the people associated with our shield treats its women.
0: Don't 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 Washington fans want to get rid of Dan yeah, Snyder? Like I don't think there's like, anyone that
1: likes Dan Snyder. No, I don't the... think they've liked Dan Snyder for ten fucking years over in uh, Landover, Maryland.
0: Like it makes it easy for like I, again, I don't have the same Colts hate as like the the most ardent diehard Titans fan, which makes total sense, but
1: yeah, you're a huge Colts fan, you and I, Easton are the two biggest Colts <laughs> fans. I know. Shut the
0: fuck up. <laughs> so what I think is interesting is I think it makes it even more fun. If you go, if you go, if you, if you crush the Colts on Sunday at home and you go two and zero, you make them one, three and one in the division, you take a commanding division lead it with, you know, with the, the whole second half ahead of you. And you do it the week that Jim Ursay does the thing you like, which is stand up for, like, the right thing here, which is to say Dan Snyder has no place in our business. And what I meant by, like, on a whim is that they they don't want to set precedent for just, like, voting an owner out of the NFL is a very, very like, it has to be very particular, because they don't, what they don't want to do is set precedent for the 32 to just be able to pick pick an issue and just vote somebody out whenever they want. And it has to be very warranted. This is obviously very warranted, I think. And I'm not being critical of Amy Adams Strunk here. Like, I'm not telling her what to do or that she's you know, wrong or whatever. I, I would like to hear what she has to say about this. Like that. That's if Ursa can do it. I think the, the female owner can do it. Who has been in front of these issues as the owner of the Titans for the better part of her entire. Well, here, here's
1: tell get in your little media group chat and yeah. tell someone to fucking ask her.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. because
1: you know what, Jim Mersey puts himself out there, and you know these got media guys; they they're all about talking to Jim Mersey, videoing Jim Jim Mersey because Colts all the Colts. And the guy who you know asked what? those questions
0: actually did a brilliant job of asking. Yeah, and those I'm not questions.
1: saying that they yeah. shouldn't have asked him or anything, but i what I'm saying is, is someone's got to fucking ask her, right? Yeah, I don't. I think I think expecting her to come out. While she's doing all the new stadium stuff and all that stuff, next time she's near a microphone or she's near a media guy at one year old's practices, someone should fucking ask her.
0: That's valid. That's that's. cowards. That, do it. Wow. Wow. She's, do she doesn't, she doesn't, you doesn't all do. i noticed media. She doesn't do a ton of like press conference.
1: <laughs> no, but no, you don't have to do a press conference. Someone could just go over there and ask her, say, hey, Amy, hell, hell, you could send. Um, I'll email
0: PR right now. Yeah. I'll email PR right now and, and ask the question.
1: Yeah. I, I. Someone should ask, you know, tell Kim, Kim. what's the statement from the Titans on this Jim Mersey stuff?
0: Yeah. And again, by and large, we know that most everybody agrees with them. They're just not willing to say it out loud. So again, I'm not, this is not, it's sort of like partial criticism, not criticism. I just want to know what she has to say. So again, you're right. People can ask and we'll ask and, We'll find out official
1: statement from the Tennessee Titans. There we I'm go. I'm sure you just message old Kim Smith, you know, talk to Stuart Spears or, uh, Burke Nihill. Talk to someone, just, do just
0: something. T- just, just reach out to old Burke. He's not busy at all right now. We'll get yeah. to the stadium in just, in just a minute. So, uh, is there, are there, um, before, so I know you want to talk about if they, if they lose, do, can, can I ask you a couple of quick yeah. questions right. about like, do, do, you ex- do you expect to change at left tackle? Like,
1: I, I would say that right now I, I'm 60% sure that they are going to go with someone different at left tackle. Okay. That I think that LaRaven Clark is familiar with the Colts. He used to be on the Colts practice squad and used to practice against the Colts and played against the Colts. So he's kind of familiar with their, with what's going on over there with some of their defenders. So this would be the perfect time coming out of a buy to get, say, listen, John, Johnny, Johnny Rob, he really fucked up trading a fifth round pick for Dennis Daly uh, we're gonna go with Lareve Clark, and just see what happens.
0: So, so Johnny Rob is the bad drafter, yeah, and J Rob is the good yeah. is the good drafter. Or our
1: or? job. Uh, he's, some people have called him our job instead of J Rob. Our job is the bad drafter. It's oh, the okay.
0: evil thing. Uh, I want to see Christian Fulton on Michael Pittman all the time. I know they don't traditionally have him shadowing people. He did with McLaren two weeks or last week. I'd like to two weeks ago. I guess I should say. I think that's a good one right there. I'd like to see that be a change. They
1: should. I don't see why Christian Fulton doesn't just follow everybody. Can your defense not work independently of one guy who is covering (laughs) the best receiver? Shouldn't that make it easier? I just, I don't know. I know some stuff like that just doesn't make sense to me. And that's a league-wide thing. I don't understand why your best cornerback's not always on your best wide receiver.
0: I'm curious if it's more about bringing... At the time that we were thought, we thought it was going to be Farley. Then it became McCreary. Like maybe it's the thought of bringing that those guys along. It, it's I easier guess, but if I they're mean, in. Can't the McCreary I cover
1: know. fucking Alec Pierce? That loser.
0: Wow, I I I know I, Caleb
1: Farley can't, but can't McCreary?
0: <laughs> it's a good matchup actually, because Pierce has gotten better as the season has gone along, and and has got some talent. But I, I mean, I would like to think McCreary is a better player in that right. one-on-one matchup. Um, anything else that you want to see? I mean, Derrick Henry run the football, pressure the quarterback. What else? Give me, is I, I there think anything it, else I, my different? My
1: main thing is that, that I want to see Chigakonkwu, I, I want to see him get targeted five times a game now. I mean, okay. five to five to six times a game, he should see a target, and I think that's good for a rookie tight end, and especially a rookie tight end as good as he is.
0: Okay. All right. Now, it sounds wonderful to beat Jim Merce, go make them 0-2, and while he's like out there campaigning for like the good cause, that all feels real great. And real nice. What happens if it goes the other way?
1: Well, the Titans are just bad. Like, I, I know that people, they can still win the division, right? It's not over. But they're just a bad football team. If, if they lose to the Colts, they're just a bad football team because they are better than the Colts. And I, I, even in my darkest hour during this show, <laughs> I have always thought that they are least better than the Colts. I know that they are better than the Colts. So that has not changed. And that's been like that for the last two years. I've thought that. And at this point, you, you've now let the Colts in and they still have a chance to win the division. Like it's insane right now, not to go ahead and put away the Colts because then they're going to have to win a bunch of non-divisional games to even try to catch up with you, which is not going to happen more than likely. And, if they lose, that just proves that the stats are right, right? I mean, they are 21st in defense. They're 21st in offense. In terms of yards, they're 28th in offense, and or 31st in offense, 28th in, in defense. Like Those things just prove right there that you are just a bad team.
0: If you lose to the Colts at home coming off the bye, I would agree with you. That's sort of yes. just like one of those unacceptable moments. Now, we know the NFL does weird things, but you are healthier. They are not. You're at home. They are not. You're off the bye. They are not. And I kind of agree with you. Like like you said, it's not over. You are st-
1: are in 13 injuries happening specifically to Ryan Tannehill, to Derrick Henry, to Robert Woods, to Jeffrey Simmons, to Kevin Byard, and to Christian Fulton all at the same time? They're riding tandem bicycles, and they get into a car crash, and they can't, they can't go. They just can't. They just can't go. That is the only way that the, the that's the only excuse that this team should lose that game. That all those guys are out.
0: Have you ever ridden a tandem bicycle?
1: No, I have not. They look fun, though.
0: You think so? Yeah. You think I the think wife would the do right it? Person. Huh? You think you think the wife would do it?
1: Oh no, no hell no! I wouldn't do it with her.
0: <laughs> Are you concerned about hand eye coordination? I don't know
1: if she can ride a bike.
0: <laughs> how can you not ride a bike? I don't
1: know. I've never, ridden, I've never ridden. I've never
0: ridden I've never ridden a tandem bike. I, I'd like to see Tr tart and and like um who else? Tr tart and let's go with like Bud Dupree on on a tandem bike and see how strong the the metal is. Yeah,
1: that'd be <laughs> on good. Bike.
0: Like I've never ridden a tandem. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, and now if they lose. And if you need something for your pregame tailgate, by the way, before the game, make sure you swing by Weiss Liquors right there next to the stadium. It's right there by the stadium. It's a perfect place to stock up on all your booze needs for the week, weekend. Uh, And if you're watching the game at home, just Uber Eats, Weiss Liquors. They'll bring booze right to your house in as little as 20 minutes.
1: They drive so you can drink.
0: Boom. And if they lose... And they are just a bad football team, or an average football team, and the numbers are what they, you know, they are what we. I thought don't, they I are. don't
1: want to hear if they lose. I don't want to hear a win's a win because no, because no, it's not. If
0: it's that not were to win. happen, and you're leaving the game, and you don't feel good about what you saw, you're probably going to want a beverage. So swing by Weiss Liquors on the way out of town. Pop in there. They've got talk to Andrew, the manager. He's got they got a great bourbon selection. So make sure you check out the bourbons. Uh, he's excellent on the wines. He's a very approachable guy. He's not going to talk down to you about wines because I always talk to some all yays and I feel like an idiot and I hate it. I don't like talking to people like that. But this guy's Andrew's great. I've talked to him for 10 years now. He's wonderful. He'll give you some advice on what the wife might want for wine. Maybe she's the bourbon drinker and you're the wine guy. I don't I don't want to pigeonhole people, you know, whatever. Uh, but go to Weiss Liquors when you leave the game. If they were to lose, if they were to win and you want to celebrate, go to Weiss Liquors also. So I don't. You know, just go just to white slickers. Yeah, just go to white slickers. Um, so let's get into the anything else. Are we making official predictions? I don't really make official predictions, but anything I mean, else in the game? Itself? I mean, yeah.
1: for the love of God, if they don't win, oh, <laughs> shit, just
0: what What do you look yeah. like if it's if are you at the house just like pacing around? Like, what does Zach Lyons look like when the Titans are losing to the Colts when they shouldn't? I just chill, just sitting around, you're just, just sitting around, just all right all right zebo uh who who
1: am i gonna perform for just myself i mean i'm just it's just me and it's me and huxley you know just sitting on the couch i mean he's in my lap you know snoozing so there's no
0: ranting or raving there's nothing there's no throwing things there's no cussing like you cuss on this show all the all day
1: yeah yeah that's why typically i don't cuss (laughs) listen Listen, I'm going to the Lizzo concert on Sunday if this motherfucking team loses, it's it's over. Like I am I am I'm thinking about Lizzo.
0: Turned turned up uh yeah, you'll swing by West Lakers on the way into the concert. Yeah, me yeah.
1: me st- and uh my wife and Stony and his wife we're heading to the Lizzo concert win lose or draw it doesn't fucking matter. I'm a bad bitch, I ain't got time for
0: it. <laughs> Stony, keep your shirt on please. That's all I ask. Just keep the shirt on. That that's that's it. <laughs> um you both have lovely wives by the way uh, wonderful people i'm not sure what they see in either one of you but it's fine uh, I, I say the same thing about my wife it's it makes total sense um okay the we are a football show that is zach i am Braden. we are brought to you by the pharmacy kingston group and weiss liquors all locally owned businesses owned and operated in the city by people who live here how about that uh so make sure you check out uh, all three of those wonderful and amazing locally owned title sponsors and speaking of construction groups again if you need something for your house kingston group buildkg.com. kg.com but big new Titan stadium news. If you want a really detailed, like in the minutiae about where, how every dollar is arriving, where it's arriving and where it's coming from and what it affects. If you want all of that, go listen to Nate Rouse interview with, with us on Lamestream Sports coming out on Friday morning. Uh, if you're listening to this, obviously on Friday, it's already out. So go check that out everywhere. You get your podcast, Steve Cavendish, myself, long conversation with Nate. So if you want to know about, you know, the, the 840 million from the Titans in the NFL and 500 million from the state and the sales tax capture and the 1% hotel motel tax. And, you know, the, the, the 30, 65 million in debt that the city is, sort of, the, the Titans are sort of taking off the city. Like there's a lot of details in there. Um, but what you need to know, 2026, for those that have not heard, which I can't believe you haven't, but 2026 is, is, there, is where they're targeting. It should be about 55 to 60,000 seats. It's going to have to be a dome. That is how the money has been given to the city, into the Titans, into the NFL. Is is for it to be a dome. That's it. Full stop. Um, you don't get the five hundred million from the state if it's not a dome. Like that's it. Uh, so it's going to have to be a dome. It's going to have to pass city council. So it is not an approved deal yet. But I thought from- that
1: was the most misleading tweets that came out from uh, media respected media members who who said. Uh, you, yeah. you get your new stadium. Titans get their new stadium. Well, yeah, e- uh, uh, yeah. I mean, they are more <laughs> than likely, but like, let's settle down. It's still got to go through the city council and stuff.
0: Yes, it's got to be. There's 39 city councilmen. Normally there's 40. There's one person who I believe is retired or stepped down. So there's 39, which means there needs to be 20 yes votes. It is a yes or no vote. They don't they don't. Uh, there's probably not going to be too many amendments, um, if, if any at all it's probably going to happen in the next couple of months. So you're probably thinking sometime late December, maybe early January before they go into the next big session. Cause they, they, all they need is a yes or no vote. And if you vote no on this, which I don't think many people will, if you vote no on it, all you're doing is sending it back to the negotiation table, like the negotiating table. You're not, you, you can't actually say like, I'm voting no, but I want this to be changed. Like you can't right. like, like, they're not doing, it's just a yes or a no. Um, I think most people expect it to pass with maybe less infighting than most political arguments. And here's why this is the nugget from Nate Rao that I'll deliver to you guys here on a football show. And that is because we believe or expect the big fight for city council to be the East bank development, the 130 acres around the Titan stadium where a lot more stuff is on the line, uh, affordable housing, transportation, you know, uh, green space, greenways. Um, they're supposed to put the parking garages for the Titan, new Titan stadium underneath underground which is a cool thing because then you can make the green space out there by the river be a real functional place i heard you guys talking oh, about and
1: that is gonna be i didn't know it was going underground but that is gonna be wild
0: I, that is that sounds like a mess tennessee <laughs> sure. and kentucky
1: drivers that come in from kentucky trying to exit an underground parking structure oh my gosh
0: yikes yikes now
1: Just a fucking uber you loser driver
0: <laughs> yeah. i i I love outdoor stadiums. I love natural grass. I know you, you're big on the turf. Um, oh, I,
1: I don't care either way. Just bring me a new fucking stadium that, that okay. gets the
0: Super Bowl. So I, I don't
1: like to me, this idea that you guys can sit at home and say, well, that's turf and that's grass. I don't fucking believe it.
0: Oh, that's that. You're wrong on that. Yeah, I can look at a screen and in five seconds tell you if it's natural grass or not. Now, part of that's oh, because I know the stadiums.
1: That, we're gonna put that to the fucking test.
0: I love it. I love it. Now, now that's kind of cheating though because I already know which stadiums are and you're aren't. You're not gonna know. Yeah.
1: You're just gonna see a picture of grass. Oh, that's
0: gonna all gonna that? you're getting. Oh, we're doing. We're gonna live stream that shit. Yeah. for sure.
1: <laughs> oh, I will be. I will be pulling. I'm just gonna. You, you're not gonna know what stadium it's from. You're just gonna see a gra- some grass, and you're gonna be have to tell me is that turf or not.
0: Well, okay hang on like it doesn't I don't, matter
1: about the fucking stadium that's well, in of course yeah i know every dome and everything right, right. that doesn't count you have to specifically know by looking at it if it's turf or not right but it
0: can't be like a zoomed in like in between the two yard lines and it's just like that it has to yeah. be like a tv shot like it has yeah. to be an actual no. tv shot
1: no because then you really you're you're just basing your your information off the other surroundings
0: no 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 i don't want to cheat i'm not trying to cheat I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to win like that, dude. I don't want to win like that. But but you said you can tell by watching your television, which means you don't get to zoom all the way in and crop out the yard markers and like make it look impossible to tell. But if
1: you're basing but your information, what I'm saying is your information on basing it off the grass is based off knowing that it's in a dome.
0: <sighs> I, so I, don't, I. I don't, don't think so. so-
1: Oh, that, that's why we're gonna test it my okay. way.
0: Okay, right. I can't wait. Okay,
1: that's why we're gonna test it all my right.
0: way. I like it. We we can do it your way. That's fine. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Uh, oh, if you should be, if you're scared by a fucking dog. Um. All right. So uh, there's a couple of quick things we can discuss here. Um. And that is, what is it going to? Because because there's one thing that I just you guys talked about this on the F words pod. Everybody go listen to it. You and Mike Kern did. Um. You rattled off a lot of numbers about the economic impact, and there's actually a lot of studies that indi- that indicate a stadium has zero economic impact on the area. Now right, take
1: it up with Titans, not us.
0: I, well, no, I know, and you mentioned this on the pod. It's propaganda. Right, when from you're
1: there. when you're messaging Kim Smith <laughs> to, to get her, get anything wrong,
0: why is Kim because she's a PR person, right? She's catching lots of strays. No, man.
1: she's not. I'm, she's not catching a stray. She's the person that you contact, right? Um,
0: when you she's mess- one, uh, one of yeah. three or oh, four. Yeah. Oh,
1: I I thought she was the 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 one. Okay. I was saying that I'm not she's not catching it straight. I'm just saying when you message her about Amy Adam Strunk to get the statement, <laughs> also ask her about these numbers that came out and, and they're because that's all we did was just read the numbers that the no, Tennessee I know, I know. provided.
0: I know. And then you said that as well. You you yeah. you 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 made sure it was very clear. But the, what happens is, is it's not really quantifiable. Like, cause again, all that economic impact is real, but it's all real for people who own hotels. the Titans make the most money off this because they go from one of the lowest third ranked franchises in terms of value to like middle of the league in terms of actual financial dollars. So the Adams family benefits and maybe Adams specifically benefits more than anybody in all of this because the value of their property has skyrocketed with the new stadium and with all this stuff that's going to be around it. Um, But there is like this ripple effect that's hard to quantify, which is like, Restaurants and apparel companies and like you know, the, there's all kinds of stuff that gets impacted by this. You mentioned jobs, which is a really important one. Um, so there is a lot of reasons to have an NFL team in your city, right? Like just because you can't quantify it doesn't mean it's not incredibly valuable for your city. And the tax dollars that was re- that were recouped off the Music City Center, people thought the same things about that. Like, how are we going to cover the cost of the sales tax? How are we going to do that? And actually, it's overachieved in huge ways. It's delivered more money to the city than we ever imagined. And John Cooper's actually funneled more money into things like the police department and education and tr- all this other stuff from the Music City Center than we ever expected. So long way of saying, like, it's hard to quantify the economic impact of having the new stadium. Um, it's going to benefit a lot of people downtown. It's going to benefit a lot of business owners downtown. I am a family of four. A couple of miles from the stadium, who lives in the neighborhood, who has kids that go to Metro. The number one thing I care about is that we are no longer on the hook for whatever the cost of the renovations would have been. I don't want to hear anybody argue about 400 million versus 1.7 billion. I don't care if it's 400 million or 700 million or 1 billion or 1.7 billion. It's a whole lot of money that's going to come out of my kids' education fund, no matter what the number is. If we are on the hook for it, it's a shitty deal. We're on the hook for it. And guess what? We as taxpayers voted for it in the late 90s to bring them here. So it's our bad deal and a deal is a deal. And this gets us out of that deal, whether you like it or not. So that's 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 number one. Number two, what does it look like? Uh, what is it, what does it look
1: like? I'm going with, uh, I, I say it's it's you know more of a Superman crest. Just based on (laughs) geographical, uh, full comic book, but you know, Batman building, Superman crest. Uh, It's not gonna be an S, but you know, but it's gonna be a guitar pick more than likely. And I'm just gonna call it the Superman Stadium because even a guitar pick still kind of looks like
0: so. When you look down, it looks like a a guitar pick, as you're saying, okay? Yeah, so the one of the one of my favorite parts of the entire story so far, just person, this is all just personal. Uh, for me, is they, uh, Nihil, uh, Burt Nihil, the the CEO of the, the, the Titans, used the phrase Ryman Auditorium as sort of like building it into the city, making it feel like it's a part of the city, making it feel unique to Nashville. They obviously have already got a, a design team that's been working on this, the same group that did the, the Raider Stadium and a few others. So they're obviously down the road on some of this stuff conceptually. But I, I would love to see some sort of Brick, you know, mortar type of exterior that doesn't look like a UFO spaceship was dropped on Soldier Field. Like, I don't want to see SoFi Stadium, glass. I don't want to see like I've been to I've been to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. It's gorgeous for Atlanta. I don't want big steel bubble sitting there in the middle of, of my town. I, I, I want it to feel like it's a part of Nashville. So I actually care a lot more about what it looks like and, and how it functions for people inside the stadium. Because we know all the money and we know it's going to bring Super Bowls and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like we know all that stuff. What does it actually look like in our city I think is important. So,
1: Well, I think it's going to, I think on the inside, the customer experience or the, I guess the fan experience is going to be awesome. I mean, I charts. think, listen, I know people are like, well, why are they only doing 60,000? If you read what they said, it is 60,000 is where they're starting at. Now, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to go over it, but they said they didn't want to shoot you know, at 67, 68, then get in there and say that, well, that there's 8000 seats here that don't fit the, what we are looking for, because what they're looking for is that every seat in the house is a good seat. You're 300 sitting up next to the shitty ass ring of honor signs and are put together by cardboard poster board and, <laughs> and hey, ties are going to be gone oh, and you're going to have a better seat.
0: Yeah, it's quality over quantity is what yes. they're go is what they're going for and, and that's
1: 60,000 gets still get some of the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, and that is the key is it's not even just about like quality for Titans fans in that game. It's quality for every event, but it's really it's quality for their big corporate partners who pay for big things like Super Bowls, college football playoffs, final fours, CMA I want Fest, seats WrestleMania. On the field. So. Can
1: we get seats on the field like all these, you know, the Dallas Cowboys have the uh you know the entrance. You know, uh, oh, yeah, everything's ground yeah, level. Yeah, like yeah, every, yeah. I want some more ground level stuff, like suites and maybe some That'd outdoor cool. seating. One outdoor. Of,
0: one of my favorite things about Mercedes Benz is they have these little booths that are sort of and and actually Nashville SC kind of has this in a in a like a kind of a dumb down way or a simplified way, I should say, in the corners where you have like the all you can eat, all you can drink sort of area where you can kind of lounge a little bit more and kind of sit. Yeah. You have more space. What Mercedes Benz Stadium has is. They've got these like four tops mm-hmm. where you can like sit at like a table and it but it but they're comfortable chairs that all kind of pivot. Well, they have actual the sit down
1: fucking restaurant in there. Yes. I mean I went there for yeah. the Super Bowl, so they they have a sit-down restaurant in there.
0: Yeah,
1: um, they have you know fountain machines, which we've talked about numerous times that is get, that can help alleviate some of the yeah. cost. Yeah. but they actually have full on bars too, where you can sit yep. at the bars, not just four tops, so they have full on bars where you can sit up there
0: and see the field. And see the field and, and yeah. see the field. Yeah. But down, down, like one, one gone section, is that little
1: fucking buffet area in the club level and the Titans where you don't uh, fucking see anything. It's, it's oh, such it, a pointless part of the stadium.
0: I know it's because, so it's funny you, you bring up that area because our charity, our kids shout out to our kids. We do our soup Sunday event there every February and you never feel like you're in the Titan stadium right? because you do this entire event with 2000 people and it's a wonderful place and there's all these restaurants doing all these soups and you never can even see the field. Right. Like you never even see it. And you're like, Oh wait,
1: more like you're at the Renaissance hotel bar. Right. Or the little (laughs) restaurant.
0: Right. So I just, I want it to feel more natural. I I don't love all the glass that's being built in the city. I don't think it's going to last. I think it's like from a stylistic standpoint, I think it's going to go out of style pretty quickly. So I don't want to see them just do like a glass sheet of wall. Like we've got everywhere in town, like bake it into old Nashville, make it look a little bit more like old Nashville, like first Avenue, like the Ryman, Like some of these beautiful old houses we've got in north nashville and in east nashville and in sylvan park and like like make it feel a little bit more like uh it's part of the neighborhood i think which would be a really cool idea so again that's for fancy designers to do um again those seats in in mercedes-benz down from the bar you're talking about again it's like padded seats that swivel at a at a you can put your beer down and have like your food there you could you know there's a lot of space to move around so Think about that when you think about sixty thousand seats. It's not about packing as many people in like Neyland Stadium is. It's more about making everybody that's in there as comfortable and as Neyland possible.
1: Neyland Stadium has gone down in seating capacity. Yep. We, we're just
0: air. we are gone from the the massive stadium thing. Like it yep. is not what people want. They want good Wi Fi. They want good sight lines. They want high quality food, and they want a comfortable experience. If they're going to pay that amount of money. They need to have that when they get there. So um, I, I, know to, I know we got some SEC football to get to, but like obviously this was a huge, huge game with the Colts and big stadium news. If you want, again, a lot more details, Nate Rao from Axios knows everything there is to know, has covered four mayors and all kinds of stadium debates, Lamestream Sports Podcast out on I Friday I even morning, name so. you
1: four fucking mayors
0: of Nashville. <laughs> I can only name you John Cooper. You can't go like David Briley, Megan Barry, Oh Phil, yeah, Megan Phil, Barry. I can't believe I forgot Phil Megan Bredesen.
1: Barry. Oh, was <laughs> Phil Bredesen a mayor well, I what thought he's a governor?
0: Well, I think he switched around. Or no. or is it the other Bredesen? I don't know. No. I get all the frisk. I, I in can't the... believe
1: I forgot Megan Barry. I should have known Megan. Yeah, Barry. you
0: know. You know more than you no, think. I there you go. Yeah. Should
1: known Megan Barry. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> sometimes I I can't handle you sometimes. Uh all right, you want to, let's talk SEC real fast. Uh T's and ps T's and ps Mississippi State. Well, Thoughts and prayers. I Thoughts mean, prayers. I'm
1: not I'm not feeling Alabama right now because normally I would be like, yeah, they're going to, they are going to beat down Mississippi state. But now I'm like, they just need to beat down Mississippi state because the shit that was coming out from this press conference from Will Anderson, from Nick Saban, the, this, I, this, this, it's just bad. It's this is such you're, so talk- like a, a Nick Saban team right now that they he has players shitting themselves because they're entering in Neeland Stadium.
0: Wait, you're talking about Will Anderson just like talking about mental health or what?
1: No, he didn't talk about mental anxiety
0: health. Anxiety or whatever.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, he said the whole the whole team, do you think they had groupthink anxiety? Is it like uh <laughs> they started all cycling at the same time? Like, give me a break. <laughs> They're just cycling at the same time. Like, come on. I mean, at some point, Nick Saban's <laughs> having a tough go of it this year, and it's because his team's not as talented as normally is. But if when Will Anderson comes out and says, Yeah, you know Nick's right. They we weren't really feeling it because you know, man, we were just nervous. Fuck, man. I mean, this is just this is not the game to be nervous in. And now you got you're at home. You should feel more comfortable. You know, you should have your security blanket of being at home and having all the crimson red (laughs) in the the stands.
0: Do you you put a storm jacket on Huxley Uh, when there's a storm?
1: No, no, he doesn't need one. He's not (laughs) scared of (laughs) storms.
0: So Will Anderson's scared of storms is what we're saying. Yeah,
1: oh yeah. I mean, he obviously is scared of rain. Just a little <laughs> rain. Probably doesn't even drive in. It probably just stays home, can't even go practice.
0: Do you so. know the score of this game the last 2 years combined? All have, I you, know. You know what it is. is that it doesn't head? matter
1: what happened the last 2 years because this Alabama team does not matter. Those 90, last two years don't matter.
0: 90 to 9.
1: It better Alabama. be 90 to 9 on this one game because they we, need it. They they are so so desperate they're in dire straits to get a massive beatdown. I think if you're talking about like a 24 to 21 win, you still get the same old problems and you can't believe in this Alabama. I,
0: I, I agree with that. If that happens, I would lay the 21 points with everything I own. I, I would, I would All right. listen, th- well, they, wait, will, listen
1: when we, when we know you're not here on Monday because you, you lost your car and lost your house.
0: Will will Rogers who threw for 4,700 yards last year, which would have been an sec record if not for Joe Burrow and Bryce Young. Has not thrown a touchdown in two games against Alabama, and they have been beaten ninety to nine in two games. And now, Bama's coming off a week where they lost. I, I can imagine they haven't being in the, handled
1: the loss very well this week, though. I, I like.
0: imagine the week of practice was pretty salty. I imagine it was pretty salty. I would take Alabama lay the twenty-one. That, that's what I would do. I think I agree with you. If it is not and they struggle, and there it is a close game, then we can talk about road trips to LSU, road trips to Ole Miss. And maybe a two-loss team and a th- or a three-loss team that can't get back to Atlanta, but right now they control their own destiny, and they have a schedule that that they can that they can handle. So we'll see. But they, you know, Auburn's still in there as well. So I don't know. I'm I'm I feel pretty comfortable with with Alabama this week against Mississippi State.
1: All right, so I, All right. I'm just I'm a little less comfortable. A little less comfortable. It's okay.
0: It's okay. It's understandable coming off a loss to Tennessee.
1: And speaking of Ole Miss and LSU, like you said, we have the, I'm calling it the make me believe game. Like, make me believe in you, Ole Miss. Make me believe in you, LSU. Like, someone make me believe that they are actually a good football team and a good, high quality football team.
0: I think they're both good football teams. I don't think that's up for debate. I mean, Ole Miss is a top 10 team. LSU is favored in this game by a couple of points at home, which has not happened very often. I think five times all of last year, a top 10 team. Was, was an underdog to a to an unranked team, which is what's happened in this game. The, LSU's defensive line is uniquely qualified to stop Ole Miss's strength, which is running the football. But I completely agree all of this and the talent level there for LSU is probably a little bit deeper than Ole Miss. Jackson Dart, they ha, he hasn't been asked to win them a game yet at quarterback for Ole Miss through the air in particular. I agree with you on how you've labeled this. Are you for real Ole Miss? If you are, you're going to go down to Baton Rouge and win as an underdog. If you're not, well, you got five really tough games that tend the season, and LSU is going to be your first loss. So, yeah,
1: in a slate of SEC games that is just, we talked about all year about all the great football and all this. There's so many teams not playing this weekend. It is just these two games. Like, these are the only two games that are worth your salt and watching and worth your time. Well, go go talk to your family this weekend and get a little, (laughs) like, get a little bit of quality time with them. And get, build up some goodwill because you watch these two games and then you spend the rest of your time around on them. they would be like, whoa, what, what happened to the third game?
0: Well, in Alabama, you might be at, you might be done watching by the end of the first quarter. There you if, go. If, it, if it plays out the way I think it will. Um, you got some good you got UCLA in Oregon, which is awesome. You got a couple of good big 12 games. But in the SEC, Tennessee's playing Martin. That's an easy W. That's a nice, relaxing way to come off the win. Uh, against Bama the one the other one to watch though and Vandy's at Missouri which is one of the few opportunities for both of those teams to get a win it will be ugly ugly football but it's important game for both coaches. what's really interesting though is the one between two unranked teams. South Carolina at home against am is really interesting because South Carolina could get to five wins if they beat a m and am after seven weeks could be after seven games could be three and four. After being preseason top 10, guaranteed contract, all the offseason chatter with Fisher and Saban, for them to fall to three and four, they're only a three-point favorite. I like them to win, Zach, but if they fall to, like, uh, uh, does DEFCON go up or doesn't it go down? Like, isn't DEFCON one the worst? DEFCON one is the worst. The worst, yeah. This goes to DEFCON one. In College Station, if they lose to South Carolina, but they
1: can't do anything. It's like it, you're getting mad over nothing. I agree, right? With you. I mean, like at that point, you're just—it's like the people who we talked about football and the f words, who get mad that CJ Board is on the practice squad over Josh Gordon. Like you're just really just fucking wasting energy because guess what? You have said it all this whole time, this whole year, because right? I've asked you a few times. He ain't going anywhere. Nope. So fuck it. <laughs> like, no, he's not. He's like, not. look at. Just get fucking drunk or just quit watching the 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 sport and move on to basketball or something like just we, do something different with your life.
0: We have reached the F words portion. Right. We've reached the F words portion of the football show is what we've yep. done, uh, which I appreciate greatly. So you're right. That's good advice. Pay attention to Ole Miss and LSU. There's no 11 o'clock game really in the SEC this weekend. So, yeah, I'm, you know, like I'm with you. Earn some points this weekend. Right. Just, do, you do, do some stuff
1: on your honeydew list.
0: Like free marriage advice. You don't
1: tell them, though, well, yeah, there's yeah, not yeah. a good football game on. Just say, you know what? I just kind of woke up this morning and felt like doing these chores. You know, I've been kind of putting them off. And, you know, I'll watch some football later.
0: No, this is a messaging strategy. This is what yeah. John Cooper is doing right now with the stadium. Like, look what I've done for Davidson County taxpayers, right. even though I didn't really do anything. It was all the state and the legislator and the NFL. And, the, and the worst thing
1: you do is like when they're asking you, oh, why are you doing this? Say, well, there's no good football on. So no, no, no. Yeah, you got to do tell- that
0: you got to be like, listen, honey, I will do this for you. I will sacrifice my time watching college football because I care so much. Don't lay it on too thick. About that closet getting cleaned out. I I know we've been talking about it. I know it needs to get done. And I will take care of it during the games for you if you let me go to the Lizzo concert tonight.
1: Sun, that's sunday though sunday a, whatever
0: sunday concert. that's what it is so uh all right i think that just about does it special thanks to the pharmacy for supporting us of course the beer garden burger parlor over there on east Na- over there on mcferrin and east Nashville. make sure you swing by beautiful afternoon on thursday the weather this weekend by the way is supposed to be super awesome like high 70s sunny so go check out the the, the pharmacy over there perfect time to go do it kingston group of course if you're making a big decision about your house build kg.com you got weiss liquors Uber Eats, search Weiss Liquors, great bourbon selection. Check them out. They'll deliver the booze to, to your house, to your doorstep, in as quickly as 20 minutes. They
1: drive, so you can drink.
0: Oh, we that, that three at, three for three today on the show, man. Three for three. Uh, so helped. check out all those locally owned businesses right there. Of course, uh, we do appreciate all their support. Um, lo- locally owned and operated here in Nashville for almost 100 years for Weiss Liquors. So uh, cool stuff there. All right, Zach, where should people go to find all of your good work, and what should they do to consume all that good work?
1: As you should go to BroadwaySportsmedia.com, Get broadwaysportsmedia.com, your, sign you, yourself up for a membership because guess what? That's how you get to watch stuff like the Mike Herndon show. That's how you get to read all these articles. Some of them you get early access to, and some of them you can only read if you get paid. So go to broadwaysportsmedia.com, get your Broadway Insider Pass today, and then go to the Broadway Sports Media YouTube page and turn on notifications. Go to the Go 440 Sports YouTube page and turn on notifications. One more time. Just because you—that's how you know that we are live, and how you can interact and talk with us on the show and ask us questions. We are—we are wanting to answer your questions, even if they are ridiculously dumb. Don't insult them. Don't insult them. I'm never not insulting them, just insulting their questions. If (laughs) even if they are ridiculously dumb questions, we'll take them. We'll—we'll answer them. And look, go to at fwordspod. Turn on notifications for there for all my tweets because I put out only high-quality content. Never just, you know, n- n- all material content. No empty calories.
0: No empty calories all nutritional content yes. on the F-Words Pod Twitter feed. At Braden Gall, at 440 Sports as well. Again, turn on all notifications. Here, How about this? Just tell one person about a football show. Just say, hey, I was listening to this show. It didn't suck. Zach and Braden are all right i was listening to it go check it out just like just just tell one person about the product we really really uh appreciate it and uh go check out all of our wonderful and amazing sponsors right there above me uh on the show as well get some honeydew stuff out of the way on saturday morning during that 11 o'clock window but don't tell anybody about it just take the points um there you go i think that's about it otherwise have a great weekend everybody uh enjoy enjoy the weather yeah what else you got
1: hey i got one more thing because I have Broadway that i have got access to the Broadway Insider Pass, obviously, because I work at BroadwaySportsMedia.com. So if you had one, if you have a Broadway insider pass, you could have gone and seen the Titans terrible takes today because they were early today. They're they're normally out, you know, for on Friday, but they're early today. And you were on there, Braden.
0: Oh, I was. I made my debut.
1: And I would like for you to know that okay. Taco Bell is fucking amazing food. And how dare you? Be smirch, Taco Bell among the fast food industries.
0: That does it for the show. Um, <laughs> no, no. I, listen, it's just like my opinion, man. You know, like that's just, it's yeah, it's just, just like my opinion. It's just
1: man. objectively wrong. What I, I I just, was, I've never seen a more objectively wrong opinion.
0: Listen, the take was misconstrued, it was taken out of context. Okay. The okay. context was who gets more free earned media coverage? with less quality than Taco Bell? And the answer is nobody. Maybe In-N-Out. Totally. Maybe In-N-Out. In-N-Out gets a lot of run, and I think they're overrated. Sorry. You know who else is overrated? Chick-fil-A. Sorry. Oh, I'm with you on that. Sorry. I don't need a... Ta- listen, I had a Taco Bell phase. My wife had a Taco Bell phase. We love Taco Bell. I had when Taco I was,
1: Bell last night.
0: When I was 21 years old, it was great. Now now it's, now it's garbage. If you, want a great, if you want great food, go to the pharmacy, everybody, okay? Go check out the pharmacy. I'm honored to have made it on there. Yeah. And finally, it only took me a year. You think with I feel all the like garbage, may have
1: been on there one more time. But you know, no, we'll- four
0: forty was on there for a Stillman tweet, which I stand by because it was correct. It was not. It was oh, not yeah. a bad take. It was an accurate take. Uh, this one is also an accurate take. Not a bad take. Uh, it is one of my favorite pieces of content, though, every single week. So make sure you go check that out on Broadway Sports Media. Uh, it's fantastic. With all the garbage I spew on Twitter, I can't believe it took this long for me to get on there. So. Uh, I do appreciate you guys. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, Titans SEC, everybody have a good time. Pharmacy, Kingston Group, Weisslicker, Zach and This has been Football Show.